Yo, what's poppin'? You listening to Keep It 100 in the Ring Podcast. Give the people what they want. With your host, Jordan Turner, where you'll hear a wrestling fan always keeping it 100. Here we go! Inside the ring and out. Are you ready? Your source for reviews, hot topics, and much more. It's time to keep it 100 in the ring. That's right, we keep it 100 on a daily basis. My name is Jordan Turner, and welcome to Keep It 100 in the Ring, where we got Monday night lame raw to cover. That's what I'm going to call it, because tonight, I don't know how you guys are feeling about it, but I was bored. I was bored. I was very sleep-deprived, Okay. First of all, I want to point this out before I begin the podcast. This show is too long. Three hours is just too damn long. That's it. They got to go back to two hours. But we all know they don't want to go back to two hours because that third hour brings in ad revenue. And so... That's the only reason why they're not going to go back to two hours. But I feel like they need to because the third hour is an absolute killer. I know that you guys know that that are listening to me. This Raw tonight was the themed of Raw versus SmackDown qualifying matches. And I'm looking at what could potentially be Survivor Series card. We got Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley. U.S. Champion versus Intercontinental Champion. I couldn't give one single shit. I just couldn't care. We got Sasha Banks, the new SmackDown Women's Champion. We'll be going one-on-one with the Raw Women's Champion, Asuka. Now, I love both women. I'm a fan of both women. We've seen it so many times, but I feel like that's the match in regards to Raw versus SmackDown in terms of champion versus champion that I'm not really going to complain about. So that's okay. Now, we got Randy Orton, the WWE champion, and Roman Reigns. The Tribal Chief as the Universal Champion. They will be going one-on-one at Survivor Series. I have one question for WWE. In terms of that match, what's the outcome? Because I feel like both men cannot lose. Roman Reigns certainly cannot lose. Roman Reigns has been one of the best booked characters Not only in WWE, but in professional wrestling. This man is a must-see act in anything that he does. If it's a promo segment or if it's a match, it doesn't matter. When he and Paul Heyman are in the ring or on the backstage, they command your attention as a viewing audience. And then you look, we got Randy Orton as the WWE champion. 
Now, some people say that Randy Orton doesn't deserve the WWE Championship. Randy Orton is boring. Randy Orton isn't Randy Orton anymore. He doesn't feel special. Now, to me, I beg to differ. I feel like Randy Orton needed to win last night, and he did, because he could not have avoided to go 0-4 against Drew McIntyre. And I did feel like we needed a change in scenery in terms of a world champion on Monday Night Raw, and that is what we got. But we are getting Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, and WWE, I have one question. Who is winning that match? What is going to be the outcome of this match? Because in the main event, which I will be talking about, we might be looking at a triple threat feud with the Fiend, Drew McIntyre, and Randy Orton? Really? Now, The Fiend is going to be involved in a world title feud. Why? I love The Fiend more than anyone else in the wrestling community. I've praised The Fiend so much. I've pitched idea after idea after idea involving The Fiend character. We've seen him. In a world championship match. And he lost. Why are you going to put this man. In another world title match. Where he has to win. You are in a lose-lose situation. You know. So what we're going to get. Drew McIntyre. Randy Orton. And the Fiend. Heading into tables, ladders, and chairs in December? Is that what we're getting? If we're not getting that, then what the hell is Drew McIntyre in the feud for? Now, yes, granted, you know, Drew McIntyre just lost his championship. But if memory serves me correctly, WWE, didn't you say that rematches aren't gifted. You aren't granted an automatic rematch. When you lose, you go to the back of the line. So when Drew McIntyre's case, you lost, that means you need to go in the back of the line. But there's going to people, there's going to have people question and say, oh, Jordan, well, Randy Orton, he's got an opportunity after opportunity against Drew McIntyre. He already lost multiple times. Why is he being gifted another WWE championship opportunity? And to that, I say, I don't know. That's WWE having no idea of an opponent for Drew McIntyre. They didn't have an opponent for Drew McIntyre. So that's why we got Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre on multiple occasions. You know? So that's WWE not being creative. So I don't know way that I don't know where they go with this. We get the fiend Randy Orton one on one. Or do we get Drew McIntyre, the fiend, and Randy Orton heading into tables, ladders, and chairs after Survivor Series? 
We're going to see what happens. We got the show kicking off with a promo segment with Drew McIntyre talking about that he's not upset that he lost the WWE Championship. Why not? Why aren't you upset? Why aren't you pissed? Now, if it was me, and if I was in his shoes, I would be mad. I would be upset. I just lost my damn championship. Bitch, I want my fucking rematch. You know? But then again, it's going to go back to what I said earlier. It doesn't matter if you lost the championship. You need to go in the back of this goddamn line. But Drew McIntyre coming out and saying, oh, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm going to keep moving forward. Him quoting Rocky, you know, an inspirational quote from Rocky. I mean, all right, whatever, I guess, you know. That was lame. And then to make it matters worse, we got The Miz and John Morrison coming out. You want to talk about two losers. Two losers. John Morrison returning to the company and siding with The Miz. What a loser. What a loser. And then the Miz, Mr. Money in the Bank, teasing a cash-in. This was so pointless. This was so pointless. All Miz and John Morrison did was just piss off Drew McIntyre, talking him down, being disrespectful to him. And we all knew that Drew McIntyre was going to attack the Miz and John Morrison. I mean, give me a fucking break, dude. Give me a break with that, dude. You know? So Drew McIntyre did what we all knew he was going to do, which was attack The Miz and John Morrison. And then after tonight, after that segment, played a part in what we saw later on in the night. But that segment was pointless. That segment didn't do nothing for me. I don't even know why they had that segment. But either way, it is what it is. Um, we got our first opening match. AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy. The winner qualifies for the Raw Survivor Series team. First of all, why is AJ Styles facing Jeff Hardy? Wouldn't you want both of these guys to be on Team Raw? I mean, I don't get that. That doesn't make no sense to me. So right off the bat, I'm scratching my head as a viewer. Why, why are they not both on Team Raw? This is WWE. We don't know. Only they know. <laughs> so it is what it is, man. AJ Styles defeated Jeff Hardy via a phenomenal form to advance to Survivor Series and be on Team Raw. I love the way that AJ Styles defeated Jeff Hardy. We've seen Jeff Hardy get clotheslined back into the ring as both AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy were on the apron. Jeff Hardy attempted to go for an offensive move, but AJ Styles countered and clotheslined Jeff Hardy back into the ring. And then that's where we got our finish with the phenomenal form and the one, two, three. AJ Styles advances to Survivor Series. Post-match. Jeff Hardy had his back turned and Elias came out and smacked 
Jeff Hardy again with the guitar. So that's two nights in a row we've seen that. We've seen it last night at Hell in a Cell, and we've seen it tonight on Monday Night Raw. Now, obviously, that played a part in what we see later on in the night in regards to Elias, which I will be talking about later in the review. Next segment, we got the Firefly Funhouse. Featuring the best two acts on Monday Night Raw and the best two acts in professional wrestling in Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. I want to say that Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt have this just great chemistry with one of with one another. I know I am not the only one that thinks that. I know I'm not the only one that thinks that. And for the people out there, man, that, oh, I pitched the Harley Quinn and Joker. Yeah, I did. I did. I was the first one. I want to make that clear. If you guys are following me on Twitter, man, you guys would know that I've been pitching the Harley Quinn and Joker combo with the Fiend Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. I've been pitching that for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. And it's clear that that is exactly what they're doing. Now, they're doing it in a different way, and that's fine. But all I know is that's the vibe I get, and that's the vibe I am seeing with Alexa Bliss and The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. During the segment... I mean, Bray Wyatt was being ridiculous. Bray Wyatt was being a clown. He was joking around, having a great time. Alexa Bliss just being this cute little cuddle, sweet, gentle girl. But also, her mannerisms was coming off as evil. And I loved it. I love that Alexa Bliss is a cute little, you know, little personality, but at the same time, she has that devil side to her, and you can see it in her eyes. Speaking of her eyes, we've seen that closing the segment where we saw Alexa Bliss look into the camera and say, let him in. And when she was saying those words, her eyes turned red. We all also had Alexa Bliss during the segment, say, I'm mad. We're mad. We're all mad sometimes. This is a magical place. He protects you. Bray Wyatt then comes back and says, I can't wait to see Randy Orton. It's going to be fire. And then after he said that, we had a lady scream while the pitcher in the funhouse was a picture of Bray Wyatt's old house. If you guys remember, several years ago leading into WrestleMania 31, where we had Randy Orton feud with Bray Wyatt. Remember that segment where Randy Orton burned down Bray Wyatt's house? Yeah, we had a picture of that, and there was a woman screaming in the background. So that was a great touch. I appreciate those small details from WWE, so I got to give you guys credit for that. That was very, very good. 
So that ended the segment. That was over. That was great. Again, I love seeing Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss together. They're they're musty acts. They're musty acts, and I know I'm not alone in that train of thought. Second match. We got Keith Lee versus Elias. Another Survivor Series qualifying match. I'm going to give this match a thumbs down. It was trash. It was boring. It was boring. This match did nothing for me. Keith Lee wins via a speared bomb. And remember what I said about Jeff Hardy? Yeah, he came back. He grabbed a guitar and he slammed Elias in the back with the guitar. Lame. Lame. Please end this feud. This feud has done nothing for either man. Why are they continuing this feud? What are they fighting over? I can't invest as a viewer into knowing that these men are not fighting for anything. There's nothing on the line. They're just feuding. I'm over it. End it. Please. God damn. End this shit. Come on, man. No one wants to see it, okay? And Keith Lee, by the way. Brother. Oh, man. That theme song, man, needs to go. ASAP. That theme song needs to go. That theme song sounds ridiculous. Okay? Sounds ridiculous. Please bring back CFO. Please. Because, man, that was a. That theme song's awful, man. It's not good. But either way, Keith Lee won. Keith Lee is now on Team Raw with AJ Styles. Third match on the show. One of the best groups, not only on Monday Night Raw, but in pro wrestling, the Hurt Business. I love the Hurt Business. These are four African-Americans, man. So I love that personally. That's really, really cool. But not only that, but these are four just men that are being taken to be serious. This isn't no fucking around. This isn't no joking around with the Hurt Business. Okay? When they appear, they mean business. I love it. I love it. Guess who they faced off tonight? Retribution. Lame. This match sucked. I'm sorry. This match did nothing for me at all. Who won? Did Retribution win? Did Retribution win this match? <laughs> no, they didn't. And they get this. A clap. A clap. You know why they get a clap? They get a clap because they suck. Clapping. That's what they get. They get a round of applause. 
for being one of the most awful groups. I mean, not only in WWE, man, but in pro wrestling. This is the worst group ever. What's their purpose? To cause chaos? To cause havoc? I haven't seen any of that. Ever since Mustafa Ali was involved in the group, I haven't seen any chaos or any havoc on Monday Night Raw. Why is your name Retribution? What are you getting Retribution on? Being disrespected? I haven't seen that. Not a fan of the group. They really need to split this up. They need to delete the group now. Mustafa Ali needs to go back and be on a singles run. Put me and him back in the women's division and have her go on a run as well. Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden, and Shane Thorne. They got to go either back to NXT or they need to have a run on the main roster. Because this is not doing any of them justice. This is making them look like a clown. This is a clown act of a stable. They will go down as one of the worst groups in professional wrestling. That's it, man. That's it. Because I'm going to start screaming and I'm going to start getting upset because of how Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden, Shane Thorne, Mustafa Ali, and Mia Yim are being treated by this company. Why did you create the group if you had no plans for them? They lost again. And you know why I say that they lost? Because they didn't pin the Hurt Business. Yeah, Mustafa Ali got disqualified, but to me, they lost. This is supposed to be a dominant group. And as a dominant group named Retribution, you're supposed to win. You're supposed to win, 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 win. Not lose, lose, lose. Simple as that. I'm disgusted. And something really needs to be done with retribution because this is sad at this point. You need to, you need to either abolish the group completely, scrap it, or you need to make serious changes. I'm going to leave it at that, man. I'm going to move on to match four on the show. We got Drew McIntyre versus The Miz from what happened earlier in the opening segment on Monday Night Raw. Drew McIntyre beat The Miz with a Claymore. Great. Who cares? I don't give a shit about The Miz or John Morrison. Why don't you put them in a tag team and have them compete in the tag team division? That needs tag teams. Why are they booked as single stars? I mean, for God's sake, John Morrison, from the way he's been booked, no one has brought this up, but I'm going to bring it up. John Morrison has been the Miz's bitch. 
You know why that's the case? Because he hasn't done anything on his own. It's like the Miz is telling John Morrison what to do. And that shouldn't be the case, man. I feel bad for John Morrison. If I'm John Morrison, I'm disgusted that I even came back to this company. The Miz successfully becoming the WWE champion. Are you serious, bro? Nah, it's not happening. That's not happening. This match did nothing for me. I don't know where The Miz and John Morrison go. Like I said, I would put them in the tag team division. It looks like WWE is going to continue this Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre storyline. But the difference is they're going to add The Fiend. It is what it is. I'll talk about that as the show draws near. Now, we had a segment in the ring. Huh. This segment just showed and proved one thing. The Raw women's division sucks. It sucks. I'm just going to leave it at that. It sucks. Okay. You want to know who's on Team Raw for the women? Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, the women's tag team champions. Okay. That was expected. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Okay. I don't care. I don't care. Now, we were trying to figure out who's the fifth woman. Now, we got a match to determine who the fifth woman was in an elimination match. This match contested with Lana, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Nikki Cross. Out of those women, who do you think won? Was it Lacey Evans? No. Peyton Royce? <laughs> no. Even though it was rumored that she is going to get a push. Apparently, that was false. Negative. How about Nikki Cross? Negative. It was Lana. And with that win, she is now the final woman on Team Raw. And guess what happened to Lana? You are on Team Raw and you get thrown on the announce table again? Again. Nia Jax, Samoan dropped Lana again on the announce table. Someone in WWE is just not a fan of CJ Parry. Just not. You're not. You're not a fan of Miro. We know that for a fact. But damn, dog. You taking it out on his wife consistently? I mean, give it a break, man. Give it a break. We get it. We get it. You are not a fan of Lana anymore. You are taking your anger out on Lana. That's messed up. But that's what you're doing. Now, you doing it one week, two weeks, 
three weeks. After three weeks, it gets kind of old. Don't you think? I'm over it. I'm over it. We get it. Can you please move on? You're actually going to hurt this woman, I feel, if you keep doing this. Move on with it, man. She's on Team Raw. Leave it be. Miro is gone. He's gone. He's in AEW. At this moment, he's not coming back. So stop taking your anger out on Lana. Thank you. Sixth match. Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. Another qualifying match. Matt Riddle won, right? And negative. He did not win. Sheamus won. Wow. You got to be kidding me, right? Matt Riddle, man. A top star in NXT. He was the king of bros. Comes to the main roster. Picks a fight with Bill Goldberg. Picks a fight with Brock Lesnar. And this man's still getting punished for it. He's still getting punished for it. This man lost to Sheamus. I love Sheamus. Sheamus is a tough dude. But aren't you here to create new stars? New talent? Apparently not. Sheamus beat Matt Riddle with a bro kick. One, two, three. With Matt Riddle looking up at the stars, and he's probably looking up saying, I need to get the hell out of here. Triple H, please send me back down to NXT. I mean, that's what I would be thinking if I was Matt Riddle. You know? This is ridiculous, man. Matt Riddle lost. Sheamus is now added to Team Raw. Closing segment of Monday Night Raw inside the Thunderdome. I still can't get over that name, Thunderdome. It's cheesy, it's lame. It's pathetic. A moment of bliss. A moment of bliss with the special guest, the new WWE champion, Randy Orton. Guess what, guys? Randy Orton is the WWE champion, and he will most likely be the WWE champion heading into 2021 WrestleMania of next year. So please get over it. I know that I've seen people on social media upset that Randy Orton is the WWE champion. You know why he's the WWE champion? Because it's all for Edge. It's all for Adam Copeland. There would be no other reason to give Randy Orton that championship if he was not going to face Edge at WrestleMania. So just move on. We're getting that match, and it's most likely going to be for the WWE Championship. Simple. Stop complaining about it, please. Now, we got the closing segment of Moment of Bliss. The WWE Champion, Randy Orton. Randy Orton saying to Alexa Bliss, do you by any chance have a surprise for me? 
Alexa Bliss then looks at Randy Orton, smiles, and laughs. Then she simply says, no surprises. Randy then says, where is the fiend? Instead of the fiend, we see Drew McIntyre coming out. Drew McIntyre comes out. And he starts attacking Randy Orton. Great. So this shit is really, really continuing. This is really continuing. I mean, I put my head down in shame, dog. I put my head down in shame. I don't know what you guys did. Maybe you guys enjoyed it, and God bless you, but I didn't. I put my head in shame like, man, come on, bro. And I knew The Fiend was going to come out. I mean, come on. You have Bliss just sitting in the corner looking at both Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. So guess what happened? The lights go out, and you hear the scream. Lights come back on. In red, of course, you know, because it's The Fiend. You got to add that effect to it. The Fiend comes out and is on the ramp. Drew McIntyre is in the middle of the ring looking at Randy Orton, where Randy Orton is behind The Fiend. Randy Orton is seen looking down at his championship, and he knows he's not an idiot. He knows that The Fiend is behind him. He knows The Fiend's behind him. He starts going backwards a little bit. He starts to tilt his head to the side just a bit, not really looking at him. He looks down, looks at his championship, and slowly starts walking forward. In turn, Drew McIntyre starts slowly getting out of the ring. And The Fiend is doing nothing. He is staring a fucking hole at Randy Orton. You want to talk about sending a message without physically touching somebody. That is exactly what The Fiend did. And I loved every single moment of it. I love that The Fiend did not get his hands on either Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre. I mean, The Fiend wasn't even paying attention to Drew McIntyre. His eyes was keened on the WWE champion. And so we had Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton go blow for blow, punching each other out. We see Drew McIntyre sending Randy Orton into the still steps. Randy Orton trying to escape, trying to get away. Drew McIntyre wasn't having it. Drew McIntyre then send, he sends Randy Orton onto the announce table. Drew McIntyre then climbs on the announce table and starts punching Randy Orton as the show goes off the air. And that's how Raw ended, man. As Drew McIntyre, as the show was actually closing, Drew McIntyre looked at Randy Orton and said, I'm going to get my title back. And Raw ended. Was this a good episode of Raw? No. It was boring. I was not a fan of anything that really happened on this show. WWE is trying to build towards Survivor Series, which they don't really need to because it's Raw versus SmackDown. I mean, how easy of a build can it really be? Alexa Bliss and The Fiend deserve a round of applause. I am loving what they are doing. I really, really do.
Killing it. Killing it. Killing it. Love it, man. I mean, what else? What else can I say, man? Monday Night Raw, I already feel it already, man. I feel like this show is just so boring. Now, the best thing on the show was The Fiend in the Firefly Funhouse with Alexa Bliss. Outside of that, you guys, I legitimately am going to be honest with you. There was nothing else on the show that really piqued my interest. The build to a Survivor Series, it's not really needed. You don't really need a lot of build for it. It's Raw versus SmackDown's champion versus champion. We already got some of the matches announced. We got the New Day, the SmackDown champions, going against... Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. The Street Profits are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. My bad, my mistake. The New Day or the Raw Tag Team Champions. So we got both Tag Team Champions going at it at Survivor Series. We also have Sami Zayn, the Intercontinental Champion, going one-on-one with the United States Champion, Bobby Lashley. We also got Sasha Banks, the new SmackDown Women's Champion, the Blueprint, the Boss, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Challenge me on that. I don't think you can. Now, if you say Io Shirai, okay, I think you might you might have it there. But outside of that, I think it's Sasha Banks when it comes to in-ring ability alone. She will be challenging Asuka, the current reigning, defending Raw Women's Champion. That should be a good one. And then we got Randy Orton, the WWE Champion, going one-on-one with Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion. And then we got the five-on-five men and Women's Survivor Series. That's all we got, man. That's all I got for you guys tonight here on Monday Night Raw. Was it a good show? I don't know, man. I don't think it was a good show. I was pretty bored throughout. We'll see what they give us next week. But as of now, I ain't liking what I'm seeing as Survivor Series build. That's all I got, man. The king is out. Y'all have a good night. Y'all take care. The next time I will see you guys is on Wednesday. Because guess what? We got Halloween Havoc. We got Halloween Havoc for NXT. You guys are on social media, guys, or on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you guys follow me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the numbers that I've been seeing on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You guys are killing it. I appreciate the love and support that you guys have given me after my first full episode of the podcast. Let's keep it going. Let's kill it tonight, man. Let's kill it tomorrow. Let's kill it on Wednesday. We got Hot Topics coming on Saturday. We got SmackDown on Friday. We're going to do it all over again each and every week right here on the most creative wrestling podcast with the best creative mind in all of the IWC. Point blank period. Case closed. The King's out. Y'all have a good night. Catch you later.